Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1363, which was broadcast on July 8th, 2019. Uh, we're in week 28, part 1 of 2019, and I also want to talk about a couple other things very, very quickly. Um, I I saw Midsummer. It's a super messed up film. Um, if you like super messed up films and you're intrigued by the trailers, then I say absolutely go and see it. My, uh, a couple of more, there, there's, it's, it's really messed up. Like, uh, like violence and strange acts and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of weird stuff going on. So, um, you know, be, be aware of that. And also, it is very long. It's about two and a half hours long, and so that's could be that could be a deciding factor on whether you go see the film or not. Especially if you're seeing it like late at night, if you're seeing it like a 10 p.m. show. You're not going to get out of there till like you know well after midnight. So those are my two uh, warnings, I guess, about Midsummer. But I do think it's it's worth checking out. Personally, I don't. I I would be totally fine if i never saw the film again but i am glad that i did see it uh see it once and that i saw it in the theater um also i watched big little lies season one um and i've i started watching season two but i kind of i kind of want to hold off until the the season complete there's only two more episodes that need to come out anyway um uh, so I'm not in a big hurry to watch to finish watching season two, but season season one so good, it's so good. And then like the when you there there there's all kinds of revelations and stuff, especially in the last episode, and uh, it kind of blew me away. Um, it may have helped that I was up really late. Um, I had I, I was up all night. I was working overnight. Um, when I was watching it and maybe that that tends to help my enjoyment of stuff more is that it's like oh this is this is great because I'm I'm it's helping me stay awake so it's awesome but um yeah I highly recommend Big Little Lies season one especially since I've watched all of it so far and uh also season two is off to a off to a pretty good start I'm not quite as hooked as I was uh, on the first season, um, I think just because it doesn't have that same storytelling element. Like somebody dies. That's the name of the first episode. Somebody has died or something like that. Um, and you don't know who... The the way the story is structured, uh, you're seeing stuff from, the, from after somebody has died. But a bulk of the... But the, it's kind of narrating... And looking back at what happened before that, and you don't even know who's who is the person who dies um, until until the the end of the the first season. So I I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but it doesn't have that element in the second season because you find out at the end of the first season. But anyway, uh, the last thing I want to talk about before this, I talk about this episode of Raw is that last night I'm recording this on Thursday the 11th um and last night at the Pepsi Center on July 10th Hugh Jackman 
performed with his live tour and it i i went i i got a ticket to it and it was freaking awesome and i wish i could go see it again and uh but to do so would be uh, it would be kind of crazy to do that because he only has one more week of shows in the united states and um uh to go go to like uh uh, California next week to see the show at uh, one of the shows he has out there. So I, that's probably, I, that, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I wish I would, I wish I could. And I highly recommend anybody who's in uh, California or Utah. Utah is like the next two nights. I don't know why he's in Utah for two nights and not in Denver for two nights. That's weird. And he's only in Las Vegas for one night. So he's, he's going to Utah, Las Vegas, um, uh san jose san diego and then the hollywood bowl um for two nights to finish out the united states leg of the tour and then he's off to australia and that would be even more ridiculous if i went over there to go see a show so i'm not gonna do that either that's like the tickets would be ridiculously expensive like only going only booking it like a week out they're they're already super expensive booking like six months ahead of time so anyway i really recommend it he he sang a bunch of songs he told a lot of stories um a lot of the songs were uh like very personal to him they like he really told his own story a little bit of biography biographical show um and also like tributes to all kinds of great artists um especially peter allen like the whole start of the second act is all about peter allen and then um he also had uh some aboriginal australians um who are part of uh i don't i forget the the group their the organization that they're like the heads of or whatever but uh they performed this this awesome piece um with the didgeridoos and the vocals and all that it was really cool and uh then also throughout the night uh, a choir joined them and um since this particular choir was from denver uh, is harmony um so harmony chorale dot com is their website i believe um is that was really cool to see see the local performers performing with him so i assume that it's it's a local uh chorus in each of the um places that he um is going on tour so that that was really really awesome as well um all the other featured performers of all the other all the other performers featured or not were were fantastic the production design was amazing like the camera work and all that it's really cool and then he also interacted with the crowd a whole bunch like went out the audience talked to some people um it was it was all and he even brought this this one gal up on stage and danced with her a little bit and it it was it was all super super cool so yeah go see this show i hope he does this show again at some point in the future, it'd be crazy to say he should just do this all the time because he, he's got to go make some more awesome movies too and be in some more awesome uh, musicals that go perform on Broadway and things like that. Uh, if that's what he wants to do, whatever he wants to do, you know, but it's, um, oh, yeah, it, it was great. It was really funny too. And man, 
man, I am I I am still I am still like buzzing with excitement from it. It was so much fun. Um, it wasn't quite sold out. There were a couple of empty seats around me, which was nice because the second act I ended up having empty seats on either side of me because I was just such a such a, an, an awful person to be sitting next to. Uh, people moved away from no uh, the uh, the one lady who was sitting right next to me or sitting next to me on my left side. She had something something going on with her knee so that she uh, uh, it. it was really painful for her to be sitting um in in a seat so she ended up moving with her daughter um to the row in front of us um where nobody had shown up um in that row and that was the front row of the section so she it had more leg room and she could stretch out her leg a little bit more um so she was more comfortable. I was more comfortable. The people on the, the, the person on the other side of me was more comfortable. The person on the other side of them was more, it, it worked out very well. So, um, but yeah, it was for a Wednesday night. Like it was, it was packed. Like they were people filled every section pretty well. I would say, my particular situation with the empty seats around me was an exception rather than the rule um, for most of the sections. So, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, all right. Now we're 10 minutes into this episode. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. We open up with Becky and Seth going against Andrade and Zelina in an elimination mixed tag team match. I don't, I don't understand what that was about. Like, it would have made sense if Zelina... Okay, so so Becky eliminated Zelina before the first commercial break, and it was nice. Again, we get wrestling starting the show, um, but uh, um, 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 so so it would have made sense that okay, now the women are out of the match, and we'll forget about the the whole concept of it going to a draw if then Andrade beat Seth, whatever. Um, what confused me was that Becky, when we come back from commercial, she was still on the apron, ready to tag in. Um, she never did get tagged in, but like, how was that supposed to work? Because in a mixed tag team match, the it's only men against men and the women against women. So when they tag in, then the other person has to come in, and so that just doesn't work if only Zelina is eliminated. But it's also weird if they're both eliminated because then it's just like, oh. Just, look, why don't we just have two matches back to back um a men's match and a women's match whatever but anyway uh uh Be- Becky got the first fall via disarm her um and then uh let's see let's see let's see all kind all kinds of stuff happened but ultimately uh like uh Andrade ended up running into Becky when Becky pushed Seth out of the way to save him from that attack um but she took the whole the the whole force of that and uh but once he got back into the ring there was some really good stuff in this match i really liked it uh i was just confused about the how that was supposed to work with becky being able to tag in still anyway uh seth won the the second fall via uh stomp and then baron attacks them at when they're up on the ramp and uh lacy joins in on the attack as well 
Uh, Heyman enters and he says that he knows a lot about extreme in Philadelphia and that Brock will cash in. That's a spoiler. Not a, not a prediction. That's pretty, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And, um, he says that he may cash in on either champion. So that's still, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it would be pretty cool. If Brock does cash in on whoever, I think I I really want him to cash in during the the mixed tag team winner takes all match. That would be hilarious. I hope that happens. Um, because then he would he would have he would have two championships. He would take Becky's championship. I think that would be great. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to talk about my actual predictions later on, um, in the, this week's SmackDown episodes in the next episode, which hopefully I'll, I'll get that recorded at some, some point later today. After I finish this episode, I'm going to get, get ready to go and, um, drive up to Wyoming for a little bit. Oh, I'm going to sleep just thinking about it. Um... So yeah, yeah. Um, 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 uh, Drew and Shane they bother. They're they're trying. They're they're going around trying to find a a, a partner for Roman Reigns in their match later on. Uh, so they they talk to a garbage man. They talk to uh security. It was a security guard. They they talk to a bunch of different people. Uh, I think like a concession stand guy. Maybe I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Then we had the Revival plus Elias versus the Usos and plus the Miz. Uh, the Revival got the first fall and Dash uh, pinned uh, one of the Usos. I forget which Uso, I'm sorry. Uh, the second pin, uh, Miz pinned Dawson. And then the third pin went to one of the Usos who also pinned Dawson. So uh, that team got the win yeah uh let's see let's see uh drake maverick his his wife renee is so so mad at him and it's very 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 funny it continues to be hilarious but drake is still the champion and you know awesome for him as of this point after i haven't watched smackdown yet but i believe that drake still has the championship because he has put picture has been posting more pictures of it and everything um Ray comes out and issues an open challenge. He's back from injury, and that open challenge is is answered by Bobby Lashley, who quickly destroys Ray. And there we go. And I guess Ray might be uh, might be injured again and out of action. I don't know. Um, no way, Jose versus Cesaro. They actually get to have a match, which Cesaro quickly ends by destroying Jose um after he chases off the the conga line he first of all he chases off the conga line but then he destroys jose getting him to tap out to the sharpshooter um street profits backstage they keep promoting extreme rules hyping it up and i i thought they were pretty fun to watch uh i think they were on two maybe two or three segments definitely two maybe three uh we had an interview between uh no, no. It was announced that there would be a beat the clock challenge um, later on 
where Bailey would fight Sarah Logan and Nikki Cross would fight Dana Brooke. And the winner of the Beat the Clock Challenge would uh, be able to uh, choose the stipulation for Bailey versus Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules. Um, up next, we had Truth and Carmella. Uh, they're they're trying to find uh, Drake. Let's see if he's hiding in boxes. All that, which they were close. He was hiding in a box earlier on, but maybe they saw that clip and saw, thought, "Oh, maybe he's still in that box." Um, but they, they go chasing after him. Uh, all the the crew, the twenty four seven posse, go chasing after Drake, and for some reason, Truth and Mella go running the opposite direction. Truth does. Carmela is not doing any run. She's being carried in that direction. She does not want to go in that. She she says, "You're going the wrong way." Uh, up next, we had the Viking Raiders versus Colin and Devin Justin. Um, that's two people, not three people. They're, Justin is their last name. Um, Viking Raiders win decisively. Uh, I mean, they basically win twice because uh, I think it was Ivar who just pulls pulls the the poor guy up off the mat before the three count. Uh, but the twenty four seven spills into there afterwards, and everybody realized they got to get get the heck out of there because the Vikings will will probably actually eat them um then we had ricochet versus i just wrote down rick and i was like rick rick flair what no uh ricochet versus luke gallows uh ricochet wins and aj says what what so what (laughs) why don't you you said you go through all three of us so why don't you fight anderson right now so uh ricochet then also beats carl anderson and uh aj's not happy about that so they all beat up ricochet afterwards and there you go um i am really looking for them at ricochet versus aj is gonna be so good i i don't even care who wins it's just gonna be an awesome match um i'm probably the most excited for that match out of anything on this whole pay-per-view but anyway uh then we had r-truth uh let's see uh he's hiding in a box with a referee and he tries to go after drake but that does not work out um then we have the beak the clock challenge bailey defeats sarah logan in four minutes and 32 seconds logan put up a pretty good fight uh for a little while there i was wondering what if what if logan what if uh bailey can't even can't actually win the match then uh nikki cross as long as she wins she has to beat the the time of infinite um but she uh beats beats her with a time of four minutes and 32 seconds uh and so nikki has to beat that time versus dana brooke and she does she has like two minutes and 30 seconds left or something like that and so uh she makes the stipulation that the Extreme Rules match will be a two-on-one handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The team of Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss will be going after uh, after Bailey there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Becky and Seth in two. I don't know what that note is. I forget what. I don't remember at all what that is what that i don't know moving on uh more predictions from the street profits talking about uh, extreme rules 
and that was a lot of fun to watch as well. I forget what their predictions were, but uh, oh, <laughs> I think uh, I think Montez is like, oh, my fr- oh, who? No, I, I forget which one of them predicted it, but he was messing with them. He was like, ah, I pick I pick Baron Corbin. He's like, what? And, and he's about to get real mad. He's like, I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Shane and Drew versus Roman and uh, janitor Gary the Goat Garbit. Uh, he's wearing a mask that convinces him he doesn't he, he doesn't have to tarnish his name. He doesn't have to embarrass his family. He can wear a mask, and it and it it backfires kind of because under the mask is actually Cedric Alexander, but he also got pinned by Shane McMahon after getting hit by a claymore. So I don't, uh, yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool to see Cedric Alexander in the main event. and um, hopefully get to see him in more main events in whatever capacity. Hopefully not in a janitor's outfit again, but in a mask but uh but yeah so uh yeah that leads roman roman and undertaker versus shane and drew i i don't know it'll be a match uh hopefully it's hopefully it's at least entertaining in some way that's that's all i'll say about it roman and undertaker they've got to win right but um yeah i just hope it's it's not like a super long match that uh, you just get a little bit of action from Undertaker. He probably like finishes off the match or like hits somebody with the choke slam. No, what, what would happen? I don't know. I, I think Roman probably hits Drew McIntyre with a choke slam with a with a spear to take him out of the picture, so that Undertaker can hit Shane with a choke slam and get the pin. That's what I'm thinking is it. There's my prediction for that match. There you go. And whatever happens before that, I hope it's mostly Roman and just a little bit of Undertaker. That maybe he does, he does like something, something cool, like in, towards the beginning of the match, and then tags back out, and then Roman does most of the work. That's the best way that that could happen, I think. So that's it. I think that's a good good place to stop because that's the end of the episode. That's the the uh and. and I do want to watch the um, the Batista special. What is it? The um, I forget what the name of that series is. I I did not watch that yet. Um, I did see like a couple of like little clips of it, and it lo- it looks pretty cool. And um, I'm looking forward to watching that whenever I do. So I'll talk about that at some point once I do watch it. Probably like on the airplane or like in the airport or something um on the way out to extreme rules that's where i'll probably be able to watch it um so uh yeah that's it i this this episode wasn't nearly as good as last week um i I was just waiting for somebody to to get exploded in some fireworks or something but um the no 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 more led boards getting blown up at least not this week so um yeah uh i I liked it, but I, I even more so liked all the other stuff that I talked at the beginning of this episode. Uh, you got uh, you got the Midsummer, you've got the uh, Big Little Lies, and you've got Hugh Jackman. The show, all of those are super super awesome. Well, Midsummer, I wouldn't say is awesome. It's like it's 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 intriguing, 
and worth checking out if you're interested in that kind of thing. So that's it. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, let me know what you thought about all this stuff by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWPodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses, and I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.